What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Kind of Funny Games cast. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by one of the coolest dudes in video games, Greg Miller. Ahoy hoy. The former informer, Imran Khan. Ahoy hoy hoy. Oh, damn. And the new face of video games, Blessing, Adeoye Jr. Ahoy hoy hoy hoy. You had all that time to come up with something original, Blessing. That's what you end on. You'll love to see it. That's the type of magic you'll get here on the Kind of Funny Games cast, where each and every week we get together and talk about video games and all the things that we love about them. You can watch the show live as we record it. Just like our Patreon producers, James Hastings, Sancho West Gaming, and Julian, the gluten-free gamer, can by going to patreon.com slash games. You also get the show ad-free. You also get the exclusive post-show. So much value, so little time. Uh, but if you don't have the money, but you do have the time, guess what? YouTube.com slash games. That's where the show will come later. Also, podcast services around the globe and roosterteeth.com. We like to give you many options, any options you want to consume this content. Uh, today, we're doing our infamous, I would say, 2021 video game predictions i'm very excited to get into all of it of course we're brought to you by expressvpn freshly and MeUndies, but i'll tell you all about that later let's get into some stuff before we get into the 2021 games i want to talk about what we've been playing just a little bit mainly because i want an excuse to talk about resident evil did any of you guys play this at all uh i watched the playthrough i've not played it myself yet Okay, I mean, it's uh, watching a playthrough, playing yes. this pretty Not similar experiences, I would say. Uh, it's about 10 minutes long, uh, but like if you if you get a little confused with some puzzles, it can be, you know, 15 or 20. I'm not saying I know that from experience, but you know, <laughs> it, it did take me 20 minutes. Uh, no, but it, it's, a, a, it's a visual showcase is what they were calling it, where it's kind of like there's no combat, there's some, some puzzles in it, and it's more just kind of like to give you an idea of the look feel and general vibe of resident evil village uh blessing and i reacted to the resident evil showcase they did last week and you know they showed a lot of it that was where they announced the maiden thing and my first gut reaction to it like after beating it was i really wonder what capcom's strategy is with these resident evil demo releases because they've now done it a couple times in the past where resident Mm -hmm. evil 7 they announce it that same day we get the you know, expansion of the kitchen demo, whatever it was. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, Resident Evil 2 and 3 both had their the demos, the, the one-shot demos, whatever that you can play. But this obviously goes way more back in line with the RE7 thing of like, hey, here's something that's like not from the game, but it's like kind of around the game and also pre-order now. But it's interesting to me that we don't see that strategy from many other developers or publishers, but it seems like it works because I played this and I'm like, I'm, I mean, I was already excited for Village, but I'm like, this fucking thing is beautiful. Like, I want this now. It strikes me as a thing that's good for horror games, because, like, PT is probably the biggest example of that. And obviously, we didn't end up getting Silent Hills after that. But PT came out, and it was viral, and it was a showcase of, hey, this is how good the Fox engine looks. And this is how good, or this is what is leading into Silent Hills. And here's here's the reveal of Norman Reedus and all this stuff. And... For horror franchises, I feel like that's a potential thing that could possibly go viral in order to to market your game. And I'm down for those because I, I also tried the kitchen demo when Resident Evil 7 was coming out. And I didn't really have much interest interest in playing Resident Evil 7. But the kitchen demo was enough for me to go like, oh, my God, this is like this is cool and it's free and I can play it in 30 minutes and have my time with it and be done, uh, which 
I might get into Maiden just for that. Just like you saying that it's 20 minutes has me I like, mean, bless, oh, real, real I might talk. download it. Yeah, it, it, it's worth playing through because it, it goes by so fast. And like there's enough different areas you go in. And like the, the goal of it is showing off how beautiful a next gen it is. And with that, my God, RE engine on next gen is it's insane. It's just yeah. like utterly gorgeous and spooky as all hell. And I definitely prefer the third person Resident Evil games, especially the modern ones to the first person but there's no denying first person scarier like there's no denying that it has the ability to kind of like freak you out especially with the the use of sound and 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 the the environments that they put you in in even just the maiden demo i was like oh damn village has the potential to be creepy as hell while not necessarily relying on it being dark and dirty and like you know like a cesspool for fear Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, oh, this is a pretty, pretty mansion. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like so run down or anything. And and it, it's like just a, it's a different vibe than RE7. Obviously, we've seen it in other Resident Evil games. But, you know, playing through 7, so much of that was swampy, dirty feel. Or like even when you're in houses, they're shacky and like dilapidated in a lot yeah. of ways. They're like literally Bayou House. Totally. Whereas yeah. this is like a dope ass castle. And it reminds me more of Devil May Cry type environments, original Devil May, DMC one than uh than Resident Evil that I'm used to. And I'm like, huh, this is kind of kind of cool and different different. But it does start off in like uh in caverns of the castle and like the the cells and yeah. it's like you know there's shit hanging and like blood and all that stuff and i'm like it's definitely a resident evil game uh but i was i was pretty impressed with with what we saw from from maiden I, although i it still has the same problem that i had with seven that i don't necessarily love the way that the puzzles play out in first person i think that the scares and the the there's no combat in this but like the running away from potential combat that's is a lot more interesting to me than here's some bolt cutters. I wonder what you do with those, you know, but at some point that's just what this, what the game is. So yeah, that's going to be what blessing finds out when he has to play RE seven on stream. Like we already know he's going to have to do PlayStation VR. You coward. (laughs) No, absolutely not. (laughs) But yeah, like it, I know Tim, you said it looks really nice and like, maybe it was just because I was watching just a video of it, but like, it looks great. Uh, don't get me wrong, but it doesn't look like a general leap, generational leap over seven, which may be because seven was just such a great looking game. Dude, like, that's, that's my awesome. thing, man. RE Engine at this point can do no wrong. Every, Devil May Cry 5, uh, the all the modern the remakes and Resident Evil 7 are also gorgeous, but th- it really does look better. And like, you know, it's just me actually playing it on the next gen console and like having all the next gen like features that I have. I was like, damn, like it somehow looks even better. And ask, like, does it have for- any dual sense stuff at all? Uh, not that I noticed. Okay, at all. If it did, it was very, it was minimal. But uh, having just played medium, uh, which I probably should not talk. About. You cannot talk about it. that. Is a redacted game. You cannot talk about. It. <laughs> well, anyways, you guys can. What I, you, I mean, like, no, like, if you behind behind the curtain, obviously we record all the shows live on Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny Games. So we're recording this live. Clearly, the it, this episode is going live on Thursday. So that is when the medium comes out. But there's days in between there, so you could not talk about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't think it, I don't think it shocks anyone watching that we're pl- we've played or have played or have yeah, are playing regardless. The my bad but my, my point being that uh that resident evil maiden didn't do anything too interesting that i that that took me in or out of the experience when it came it didn't ca- so it didn't catch you off guard it's just what you expect 
uh, Resident yeah, Evil the, but, but not even what I expected. It just it, it didn't even notice. It, it wasn't a factor at all. Okay. Because my thought with it, like, obviously, I love Resident Evil 7, which was unheard of at the time, but I loved it in PlayStation VR. I loved the not having to know a bunch of backstory. Since then, Resident Evil 2, I adored. Resident Evil 3 had fun with it, but I didn't think, you know, we've talked about that to death. Uh, so Resident Evil Village here has totally been a awesome that's coming out and I couldn't do the reactions with you guys. So I didn't watch it and I haven't looked into it and I didn't download demo because I'm just going to play it anyway. So I'm kind of, I'm not, I'm not, I'm just blackout on it. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's a game I'm going to play and I'm going to enjoy, but I can this one be played in PlayStation VR too. I haven't even checked on that. Now, They've why would I? That. And like, okay. there's a PS4 version, which I imagine would be the only one you can play on PSVR. Yeah, exactly. But, but they I, have not said for like that is VR. So, okay. I would doubt it, but you know, who knows? Like Capcom's done stranger things. Sure. Yeah. But yeah, as long as it's just continuing on with what Resident Evil's been doing lately, I'm all aboard. Let's go. Also, are we just straight up calling this a village? Like, I know that's the name, but it's eight, right? Like, we're not pretending it's not not eight. Is it not just titled Resident Evil Village? It is titled Resident Evil Village, but it's done like where they did like with seven where they had like like the VI. Yeah. Yeah. But if you type it on Google, like the Wikipedia, I think, is what Resident Evil Village, right? I'm gonna check Steam. I'm gonna see what Steam. That's what I've been calling. Oh, okay. go to Steam. Of course, they always have. Well, because technically, yeah. Seven's called Biohazard. Yes. Yeah. Right. But I think yeah, that no, was when you go to, still when you go to Capcom. When you go to Capcom's website, it's Resident Evil Village. When you go to Wikipedia, it's Resident Evil Village. Yeah. All Steam the also says Village. Evil Village. This is not. This is Eight Eraser. Erasure. We're not. Yes, we're not. No. We're, we're gonna pretend the Eight's not there. Like, is it gonna be like Resident Evil Grand Prix for nine, but no one ever calls it nine? <laughs> <laughs> I'll try to think. Also, how are they gonna fit the nine in there next? One? I do like Resident Evil Grand Prix. Where it is, Mister X, and be careful what uh, you wish for, man. Yeah, and Lady Demet Demetriscu or whatever her name is doing like a race. <laughs> Demetriscu. <laughs> Oh, Lord. All right. Moving on from Resident Evil Village 8, whatever you want to call it, Maiden. Uh, Persona Strikers. Imran, you've been playing a bit about it, a bit of it. It's been uh, a long ass time since this came out in Japan. What are your thoughts? Yeah. So, uh, to be clear, this is all preview coverage. It's not an anywhere reviews thing because we're still at that point. Uh, I think the game is really neat. I think it's. Timmy, how much of a, uh, Age of Calamity did you end up playing? Age of Calamity? Uh, handful of hours. Okay. So, like, I think Age of Calamity is a very cool game where, like, it does the big battlefield thing of Zelda or of Hyrule Warriors really well, but like, it didn't feel like a like a complete enough game really. Like, it just felt like some like aspect of what I wanted from it was missing. Persona Strikers is like the opposite of that, where oh. I really it's it feels like a Persona game in a lot of like there's walking around town. There's the I know you guys have talked about this on PS. So I love you already, but like, it does feel like a more complete Persona game. The problem is where it beats up on age of calamity it also is like weak to things like it doesn't feel good like mm. the actual battles don't feel like big battles oh, they're not they're not supposed to just be like smaller kingdom Hearts style things but the actual act of like mashing buttons i don't know when i'm hitting things or when i'm being hit by things so it just feels a little too mushy for me come especially coming right off age of calamity which i thought was like say what you will about the complete package the actual like fighting was good but yeah, I, I don't want to step on too much of what has already been said, but like it is a really cool if you're into Persona 5, this game is more Persona 5. It's just yeah. not it's not a it's not a standout Muso game really. And hmm. the, the actual things that you look come to a Muso game, like those action that action for, it doesn't really quite fill the circle there. Yeah, but who knows? Maybe that changes. That's kind of my thing with it so far is 
I'm I've been looking forward to it as a Persona game more so than a Musou game because traditionally I'm not a big Musou game person. But playing the demo and now doing the preview, it very it very much still holds that Persona energy and presentation that is done so well that I wouldn't have known it's being done by a different developer. Like the yeah. best description I've heard of it is Barrett saying that it does feel like an anime movie version of an anime series they really like, like the My Hero Academia mm. movie. It feels like that in a way that is true to what we've gotten before, but in a way that also doesn't step on or interfere with interfere with what we've already gotten. Uh, and to the like, I the combat so far hasn't uh, interest me interested me that much in a way that I'm very excited about it. I do like the ways in which they translate some of the battle system from original Persona Five into uh, Persona Five Strikers because they do they do keep like the uh, uh, different like elements and all that stuff and summoning different personas and uh, uh, baton. Pa- oh, actually, I don't know if they have baton pass, but like they do. There's a lot of, they do. Yeah, they, they have a lot of stuff that translates from Persona 5's battle system into Strikers in a way that feels very cool and well translated. That said, every time I get to a combat sequence, I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah, let's let's go through the motions so that I can get more story. Like, I just want to hear I just want to hear these characters interact. That's kind of what I'm here for well translated okay barrett's not here so i wanted to ask barrett about this but i guess i'll get to it later why did they pronounce the japanese names wrong both in this and persona 5 which like, name like uh they say all the main characters have like very anglicized like pronunciations of their names like uh, ryuji sakamoto or something like that like that's not okay, the way yeah. you pronounce yeah like yeah i yeah, don't yeah. understand like it seems like a very deliberate decision i don't get it hmm Greg Miller, <laughs> he would just get really defensive about it. Um, no, this is an actual question for uh, blessing off of what he just said, right? Of like, you're in this game for the preview, obviously. Uh, you play, uh, you're just getting through the fight to get to the next part of the story. You're not really engaged by it. I don't want to be attacked, <laughs> but isn't that somewhat similar to Persona Five? Period. Like, I for me with JRPGs, it always gets to eventually, right? Where I don't feel like I'm making a choice like oh you're weak to this so i do that uh you know especially for persona i find out their weakness and it's like cool you run zio you run zio you give me a health buff let's, let's go that way around it i mean i did enjoy the the combat systems in persona 5 royal quite a bit especially with the stuff that that they added on that for me i, I was looking forward to the dungeons and exploring and going through those motions uh, and i think part of what made that exciting also was that you would have a lot of bits of story sprinkled on on top of that uh, and character character interactions and sure, reveal sure, conversations the dungeons yeah. that would string that stuff along in a way that felt interesting. And I think the same stuff seems to be uh, um, here in Persona Five Strikers. But the combat, I feel, I, I feel that I am less so far less engaged by the combat than in Persona Five Strikers. And I think part of that is the combat comparatively feels like it is stripped stripped back a bit because, or not stripped back, but as it's not as deep and as uh, um, you can't you can't dive into it as much because Persona Five Strikers comparatively is going to be a shorter game for the type of game that it is, and so Persona, Persona Five Royal right is a hundred and something hour game, which means that over the course of however long they're building on top of these systems, the um, the stuff that you're doing outside of the dungeons, like social links and all this stuff or sure. confidants, will then feed back into how you're upgrading your character. And Persona Five Strikers doesn't really have uh you want to say socially the hell out of everything yeah like you're going, you're going in there and pretty much using what you got uh and like interacting with the combat system in a way that d- just doesn't feel anywhere as deep as persona 5 royal 
I don't think it's that. I don't think it's a, it's a like a link thing or like a depth thing. It's just it doesn't feel good. Like you can compare it directly to Age of Calamity, which is another Musou game that came out a month and a half ago. It'd be like, okay, this doesn't like there are ways in which when you press a button and you expect a certain impact to come out, Persona Five doesn't do that as well. And like that can you can compare it to other Musou games. Like, I put it this way. If uh, if I were playing a Kingdom Hearts game and I was just playing it for the story and the actual every in individual battle, not just some, but all of them were like, I can't believe this another one of these or this doesn't feel good. That would be a bad Kingdom Hearts game, of which there have been several. There have been several bad Kingdom Hearts games. This kind of feels no. like that to me of like, I want to see the story. <laughs> I want to hear the music. But like this, the battle system just like you can you can design something by just messing with the sound effects or stuff like that. It's. A little bit more than that, but it doesn't feel like if I were to... This is not a good character action game or like a great action RPG. It's a, wow, I can't believe they managed to get like a something that feels like Persona 5 into this like style, but not quite into the gameplay. Hmm. Greg, move on to, before we move on to the topic of the show, I want to talk about Judgment. Okay. Mm. Have you not heard my uh, whole rant about this? The other, a couple uh, weeks ago, or I guess two weeks ago, last week, whatever. Jen and I finished the Night Stalker on Netflix. The you know thing about the Night Stalker uh, case. It's a great documentary, really good. Uh, and it was one of those things that you know Jen puts on true crime crap all the time. And usually I just I half listen, I look at my phone or something like that. And it was th- for this one, it was st- that way for episode one. Episode two was paying more attention. Episode three, I was asking if we could watch it. And episode four was like this, you know, like thing we had to do. And so. When we were wrapping it up, I tweeted like, hey, I'm in the mood for a detective game. Like, what what am I not thinking of? And a bunch of morons put out Batman. I, some of them just to troll me, of course. Uh, some of them <laughs> because I guess they legitimately forgot that I reviewed most Batman games. Uh, but then there was a bunch of stuff that got, got shot out. And one of the ones that kept getting shot out was Judgment. And it was Judgment. Why is that familiar? And then I looked and I was like, oh, right. The game from the Yakuza folks that we did on the showcase that I was excited for. That when I got, I started and fell out at the end of chapter one. I couldn't remember why. And I popped it in last week, started it up, and I've been totally addicted. It's like it's one of those things that I love it when I put a game aside and actually do say, oh, I, 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 the mood's got to strike me for it. And then the mood actually hits, and I go back, and I'm all in. Imran, I'm going to catch this panty thief. I'm going to make friends <laughs> with everybody in the red light district. I'm going to get yeah. this goddamn killer. The <laughs> mole is going down, I will tell you right now. I am taking comprehensive notes as I run out there, <laughs> as Yagami, I'm all over the place out there doing it. And it's just like, it's hitting all the, the it's exactly the game I wanted right now and w- w- didn't know that I wanted it right now. Uh, it's the it's the actual story of chasing down the serial killer of the mole. I actually am enjoying the cutscenes for it. I, of course, have always appreciated and enjoyed the Yakuza over-the-top fighting, so it's fun to be out there doing the, you know, the EX attacks and slamming bikes into people's faces and doing crazy-ass kicks off the wall. I'm investing all my points into it. I'm, you know, leveling up my guy. I'm just keeping my, uh, my whatever, invisible backpack full of uh, toe boxes and everything else like it's uh, you know i always talk about this of like the current popularity of yakuza i love to see but i I feel like i missed the boat because i reviewed them the initial ones that were coming over to ps3 back in the day at ign and by the time it really started to take off i had kind of been yakuza out i'd kind of felt like i had seen not all of it but enough of it and so judgment had always been exciting because at the time it was going to be the first one that came over with an english vo track which i thought would be better for me it was mixing in all these things that 
aren't in the Yakuza games, right, of doing detective work and actually sitting there and, like, you know, examining crime scenes and doing these different things and basically just putting a new lens on the whole thing. And so it's nice to be back in there. And the things that I do love about the Yakuza series are there. Obviously, it's super quirky. There's a bunch of weird stories. You know, it's so akin to uh, the Imran tweet that he put out a couple weeks ago, right, about Yakuza Like a Dragon, where it's most games challenge you. You want your hero to save the world. And Imran put up a bunch of screenshots of, like, can you save my cat? Can you do these like boring tasks? Right. And it's the same thing for talk in this game where it's like, I, you know, I am, I'm trying to hunt down this serial killer. I keep getting running afoul of the Yakuza in the, the world. They keep beating me up. I'm on the run from them. But at the same time, like I make a friend with the guy who runs the fried chicken restaurant. He's just like, I don't know why people aren't here. Can you figure it out? I'm like, yes, I have a guy who can go on social media and crack it all for you. It's like, it's the weird world of Yakuza and it's just a fun world to be lost in right now. Yeah. I I really liked Judgment. I don't think I ever finished it. And I think maybe now that you're you're playing it, I might go ahead and do that. But like it's such a it's such a good way to get people on board with like, hey, we know this is like a seven game long series over here. People keep yeah. praising it, but you you don't want to jump in even though people are telling you like maybe it like this is a good jumping in spot or this one might be good too. There's still history there. So judgment is a good spot spot to go with like check out the writing of the series. And if you like that, maybe go to Yakuza. But like it's a here, power cleanser too, yeah. yeah. They're really good palate cleanser. Like, I don't know if you were ever aware of the uh, the controversy that happened within Japan, Greg, where they ended up replacing one of the actors because right. like, he was this... caught with like coke. But like, on one hand, it's like, wow, that's a really weird overreaction. But to, on the other hand, like, it's really impressive that they managed to just like completely replace a character in this video game, like, <laughs> model and everything, and just be like, all right, no, that other guy didn't exist. Here's the, here's what we're doing. Yeah, they took. They, I remember reporting on that, right? They had to take it off the shelves and stuff because of yeah. whatever the laws or the at least customs are over there to do that and put it back out. Yeah, yeah and I'm surprised. Like, I'm surprised as popular as Yakuza is now, and the fact that it just keeps getting more popular. That Judgment came and went. I really do feel like it came out and did, people didn't really talk about it, and it kind of moved on. And even you know Lucy, who's a big Yakuza fan, popped out. I was like, "Are you playing Judgment?" I'm like, "Yeah." She's like, "Yeah." I never picked it up, which I thought was interesting because. For me, it's what I wanted. It was something different. Like, I understand Yakuza, and I get Yakuza, and I understand there's seven great games there. But, like, I was ready for a different lens on the entire experience, and that's what I'm getting here, and I'm really enjoying it so far. I imagine people had to, like... Or people have put up so much investment into the Kiryu story and the Tojo clan and all that stuff. That, sure. Like, when you change characters, it's going to be a little bit of a steep curve for people. So, and I think... You, you, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna say, like, probably a Judgment Two or a Judgment Three, if they do do that, and I assume yeah. they will, is going to have more like more of an audience glamping onto it. Thank you, Kevin. And I th- and that's the thing about it too. When you talk about Judgment, uh, especially for me, of why I didn't, why I fell off so early, I think that Judgment is such a different and even more. I mean, people always give shit. I've seen it going around lately. I forget if it was Matt Piscatella or somebody else, but one of our friends on Twitter tweeted about like, man, I really like like a dragon but it sucks that when i get to the culmination of something i know i'm gonna get on into a 30 minute cutscene and like you know have to go through all that before i get to actually playing the game and so this is a thing where i can totally see me picking it up putting it in expecting yakuza meets detective but the way they do detective is such a hard stop and it is so much listening to people and remembering what they say so then i can choose the right dialogue option or getting into uh, an empty parking lot and looking around to figure out what thing it is. And then I hear the cat meowing and I'm looking for the cat just for the hell of it. You know what I mean? Goddamn like, cat. But it's like right now it's what I want is I, I'm in this world and I'm, you know, leveling uh talk up and I'm doing all these different things. And now a word from our sponsors. 
This episode is brought to you by Me Undies. I've been talking about these for years. Of course, wearing the Me Undies shirt, got the lounge pants, got the Undies, got the socks. Me Undies from head to toe, feeling so soft, so fresh, so clean. Now they got their Valentine's Day editions, which means you get to match with your significant other, with your special partner, with whatever you want to call them. Me and G finally convinced her to get some of these Me Undies, and we have been matching. She got some little koala bears. Guess what? I got koala bears too. Very fun stuff. MeUndies are made with sustainable, breathable, softer than soft fabric and available in a range from sizes from extra small to 4XL. MeUndies has a great offer for you guys. Any first-time purchasers, you can get 15% off and free shipping. MeUndies also has their problem-free philosophy. And of course, you know I love that. If you're not satisfied with any product for any reason, they'll refund or exchange it. No caveats, no questions. I even got MeUndies slippers, guys. I don't know if I've talked about that, but yeah. I have them. Uh, to get your 15% off your first order and free shipping, go to meundies.com slash kfgames. That's meundies.com slash kfgames to get 15% off your first order and free shipping. Next up, I want to give a shout out to Freshly. Last year was insane. This year, let Freshly's chefs take care of your meals a few nights a week and take the pressure off of you. What's really cool about Freshly is you don't need to cook, they just send you the stuff and you heat it up and then. You're eating good meals. Cool Greg has been absolutely loving this. It is a godsend to him. Uh, Freshly offers chef-made, nutrient-packed, delicious meals delivered fresh to your door. No cooking required. Grocery shopping and cooking can be a pain, especially right now. With Freshly, you don't have to. Your meals arrive cooked and fresh every week, so you can keep your fridge stocked and skip the trip to the store. Ordering is easy. You visit Freshly.com. You can choose from over 30 delicious, satisfying, better-for-you meals like steak, peppercorn, sausage, baked penne, which I had a little bit of, and it was fantastic, or their chicken pesto bowl. Uh, right now, Freshly is offering you guys $40 off your first two orders when you go to Freshly.com slash kinda making eating better your new res- New year's resolution and get a special limited time offer. Go to freshly.com slash kinda for $40 off your first two orders. One more time, that is $40 off your first two orders by going to freshly.com slash kinda. Finally, shout out to ExpressVPN. We all know that ExpressVPN protects your privacy and security online, but until recently, you might not have realized that you could also watch a whole bunch of content on different streaming platforms, whether it's Netflix or uh, you know Hulu or Amazon Prime, any of that stuff. You can trick your system into thinking you're somewhere else so you can access Ireland's Netflix. What type of content do they have? I don't know. You're going to have to use ExpressVPN to find out. Uh, it's so easy to use. You just fire up the ExpressVPN app, change your location to where you want to go, refresh your Netflix, and then boom. You're checking out new content. If you love anime, you can use ExpressVPN to access Japanese Netflix and be spirited away. See what they did there. Uh, There are hundreds of VPNs out there, but you should use ExpressVPN to watch shows because it's ridiculously fast. There's never any buffering or lag, and you can stream in HD. No problemo. Lamo. ExpressVPN is also compatible with all of your devices, phones, media consoles, smart TVs, more. So you can watch what you want on the go or on the big screen, wherever you are. If you visit the special link right now, which is expressvpn.com slash kind of funny, you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. Support the show, watch what you want, and protect yourself at expressvpn.com slash kind of funny. All right, guys, it's time. 2021 video game predictions. It's going to work like always. We're going to go around taking turns. Each one of us gives a prediction. We will be giving five predictions each. 
And the way that each prediction works is you need to lock in your prediction and you can have the multiple parts at some point. This will be tallied. All of the ands and buts will be counted up. If you get part of it right, you get part of the points. That feel fair? That makes sense to everybody? You can add qualifiers. You can do whatever you want. And the people here will be able to judge whether or not it's bullshit. Fair? Fair. Fair. Let's get into it. Greg, we've given you the least time to prepare for this. We're going to start with you. I apologize for that. It was that thing. Literally, I think we talked about it last week and forgot all about it. And then today, Blessing was like, hey, do we need predictions? And you were like, yes. And I was already on the road to something else. And then I've been on two shows or whatever since then. So I'm going to start with the easy one and take it from all. Yeah, no God of War Ragnarok this year. It ain't happening. Get out of here. That game's not going to be ready in 2021. Corey Barlog, as usual, lying to you. And you really got a feel for Alana Pierce, who threw away her entire career to go over there on a boat of lies. And now she's there, and it turns out there isn't even a game I heard. And I made well, that part At up. least <laughs> on the journey on the boat, they were telling great stories, you know. Yeah, I yeah. did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I hope I'm wrong. I hope it. I hope I'm wrong. I hope that God of War Ragnarok totally comes out this year and kicks the shit out of everything and is amazing. But I don't think that's going to happen for a number of reasons. I think it was one of those games that they announced and had the best intentions of getting here, but I bet with just regular video game development, let alone distance, let alone COVID, let alone everything else, I don't think it's going to make this year. Literally right before you said that, seconds before you said that, I erased one of my predictions, which was God of War Ragnarok will come this year. Yeah. Because I'm not confident enough in it. So I think I agree <laughs> I'm feeling Cause... good about it. And maybe it's just because, you know, Tim Gettys is going to win the Kind of Funny Games Cast Fantasy League 2021. Dude, I went to the subreddit the other day and it was just the one of the ones is like, lol, Tim Tim filled his entire team. <laughs> Tim, when after the show, did you bet a dollar on everything and just go in I, and get all those right games? Right after the show, I bet a dollar on all the And I was like, I want to keep this fun. So I'm going to keep it in the Tim strategy of going for the game games that <laughs> if you missed last week's world. episode right you can go to kind of funny.com slash gamescast league you will see uh the blessing greg imran uh and of course tim getty's league here as we've gone through for this fantasy draft but yeah tim everybody else kind of just stopped and because i'm saving my bucks for games that aren't announced yet tim oh, did I not stop bucks, baby i got oh, so I know many you, bucks well you only have so many but you filled your thing so now you're rid of four I thought it was three and then two. I don't know, whatever. Yes, you, you can't get rid of three yeah, from not this year. Yeah, anyways, Regardless. you can drop us. Yeah. yeah, no, no, it's not crazy. It's not, it's a strategy. I'm not against it. I just it thought it was hilarious that I looked back and it was like, what, where, what's the last one you picked on the show? Was it Metroid Prime 4? No, I didn't pick Metroid Prime 4. That was the one that I bought for a dollar. Okay, so Bayonetta 3 was the last one you picked on the show. Probably. And then for a dollar, you picked Metroid Prime 4, a dollar for Gran, Gran Turismo 7, a dollar for Axiom Verge 2, a dollar for Starfield, a dollar for Far Cry 6, a dollar for Pokemon Diamond and Pearl Remake unannounced, a dollar for Delta Rune, a dollar for Last of Us 2 Factions. There's like one That's, or two there that I probably would have been against had I known. Yeah, I know. I, yeah, exactly. But I, I'm more of the thing as I'm just going to let it sit. I want to see what happens. There's a whole lot so, of yeah, ahead of us. Enough of that. I think well, Tim is screwed. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll have to wait and see you know what i'm gonna go next with my predictions here oh, look at this uh because it goes off of one of those so the year was 2006. 2006 everything changed when pokemon came to the nintendo ds with pokemon diamond and pokemon pearl now many years have passed since then and pokemon has changed in some ways in some ways it stays the same and in those ways of staying the same it always goes back to the original well which from that we have the mainline Pokemon games, we have the Pokemon remakes, but then we have the Let's Go games. And everybody here wants, everyone here, especially you, Greg Miller. Can't they wait. Want, 
Pokemon Diamond and Pearl remakes. They want it to finally happen. Ladies and I gentlemen, I'm here to tell you that that is not going to happen this year. Oh, Instead, wow. we are, in fact, going to get Pokemon Johto versions of Let's yeah. Go. Now, here's me locking in my statement to get the points. And I'm not just going to say that that's happening. I'm saying titles here. Pokemon Let's Go Togepi and Pokemon Let's Go Pichu. Take it to the fucking bank. Dude, you Pichu just shot one of my, like the entire prediction I had. <laughs> I would have said Meryl instead of Togepi, but yeah, I could see it. That's also, my- Tim, your strategy for this is immense of like, you were literally conflicting between your fantasy draft and your predictions. Tim was so going to win though. Like, Tim was going to win something. Man. Tim's a dichotomy. No one can stop him. <laughs> Tim's like, if I lose, I still win, which I think yeah. is fantastic. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But no, I'm, really... I'm, I'm feeling good. And real quick, I, I did want to say, Imran, to your point about Meryl, I, I think... Like, that was also where I was going with this, where I was, like, trying to think. I'm like, who would be the reps? And I think that Meryl, to people like us that were around back then, that remember the, you know, pre-Jodo thing, like, Meryl was Peekaboo. Like, that was, like, oh, shit, Meryl's going to be a big fucking deal. Meryl wasn't shit. Meryl never (laughs) turned into shit. Meryl was a semi-big deal with the Pokemon cards because it was, like, the first of the new Pokemon that were seen. But besides – well, besides Ho-Oh in episode one. But Togepi's, like – anime representation i think makes togepi much more of like a johto face than than meryl and also i was thinking about uh let's go eevee and pikachu that's a normal type and then pikachu electric type togepi's normal type so fairy well wasn't it normal and then they changed it to fairy when they added fairy yes but regardless like (laughs) we'll see what that what they do there but meryl also fairy that's true just gonna throw it out there could have two fairies yeah, I had written down here that we'll get a new Pokemon game this fall. It'll be called uh, Pokemon Let's Go Togepi and Pokemon Let's Go Meryl. And it'll also come with a fun Switch Lite special edition. And so congratulations on stealing my prediction. <laughs> hey, I mean, hey, we can, we'll still have the you can make it a prediction. And if we're going to have the fight here on who gets the points, is it going to be Meryl or is it going to be Pichu? Uh, it's not it's not it's not what I'm worth taking because I think you're right. <laughs> I think if they had to choose between Meryl and Pichu for a title of a Pokemon game, Pichu way, makes way more sense from a marketing perspective. So then, if you're not going to do that, coward, what's your first prediction, Bless? Oh man, all right. So that was like one of the ones that I had that was realistic. Uh, I have I have multiple get hype predictions. Woo! I have a couple of predictions that I actually do think might happen. I'm I'm going to start with a get hype prediction. Do it. PlayStation announces a new exclusive original Star Wars game in collaboration with Lucasfilm Games. The title, Star Wars Knights of the High Republic, developed by Bluepoint and Japan Studio. And this will all be wrapped up in the announcement that Sony will officially acquire Bluepoint. You're fucking up a lot of this. There's some gold there, but then there's just some wrong information. (laughs) Let him let him take his decimals. Let him get eleven. Yeah, gonna, let him point eleven. Point if I if we're anywhere in the ballpark, okay. So I also I have a very works. similar prediction. Uh, gonna, do you want to make it to lock in a prediction of yours? I'm going to make it to lock in because I I think Blessing has some right things, but I think he's messed up on the title or the not title, but like the actual game being made. I think Sony is buying Bluepoint. I think that'll get announced this year, but I also think it's not a new original title. I think they're going to remake MGS One. God, please, please, God. We're begging you. 
You gave us this damn pan- pandemic. Give us something to look forward to. God, I'd want that. I'd want that so bad. But Satan, if you're listening to. Either so way, let, whoever gets it. To talk about both those predictions for a second, I, I do think that it's going to be Knights of the High Republic. We were talking about that on uh, Game Day. On Game Day, yeah. So I think that that's a, a safe bet. It's not a lock, but it's a safe bet. As in a I game that not, exists, not necessarily from these people. I don't think it's going to be from Blue Point. Okay. And I, I also don't think it's going to be a PlayStation exclusive. I, I think the Knights of the High Republic has a better chance of being Xbox exclusive, hmm. specifically I, given the lineage of Knights of the Old Republic. I I throw this in there just totally as like a if I get it if I get this right I'm God kind of thing, but likely I'm going to get it wrong because he's he declared himself God. A Star Wars Knights RPG to be on Xbox. My, the thing I struggle with is would develop it on xbox because in exile seems to be working on something else and they also have actually i don't know if in exile has anything, anything announced but they are, they are working on something else obsidian is working on on avowed and they got grounded and it seems like they're going to be too busy to work on a star wars game uh but that is obviously working on starfield and elder scrolls it's machine it's machine yeah and then playground is working on fable it's like who over at xbox is going to work on a Star Wars game. And then if, if, if we are talking about Lucasfilm games and the strategy in terms of giving out games and who's going to develop what, right? Uh, we've talked about Indiana Jones being developed by Machine Games, which there is a the potential there. Unconfirmed, you don't know shit, obviously, but there's a possibility that maybe Indiana Jones ends up as an Xbox exclusive game. If that's the case, what's going to be PlayStation's exclusive game from uh, Lucasfilm Games? Could be a Star Wars. Who would develop it for PlayStation? I this is where I kind of struggled of like, okay, who's gonna who's the developer gonna be? Ben Studio came to mind for a sec, but I, for some reason I don't I don't feel like it would be a good fit for Ben Studio. <laughs> then Blue Point came to mind. Blue Point, obviously, like they're they're amazing at making remasters and remakes. They did great with Shadow Colossus, they did great with Demon Souls. I think if they are going to make their own game, if they are gonna join PlayStation, and make their own game that is something original, it has to be a banger. And I think a banger could be a new Star Wars RPG. And I think I think them working on Demon Souls probably gives them a bit of that uh that pedigree in terms of all right, we know how an action game works, we know how to make a game with RPG mechanics, like we know how to do all this stuff. All right, let's staff up, let's go for it. Let's make a Star Wars game for PlayStation. I think that's how that ends up. I feel like everyone's always like, "Oh, Blue Point's going to make an original game next," which like I don't know where that comes from besides just assuming that they've earned it, which I don't think that's the way it works. I think when you do a bunch of good remakes, Sony doesn't go, hey, good good job, kid. You've earned the right to make a new game. They go, good, you're good at making re- remakes. Let's make Keep making remakes. remakes. No, no, they take you and they merge you into another company. Got They're going to work at Blizzard yeah. stuff. Well, that's the thing. Is like, well, I think if they merge into PlayStation, that then is going to change the core of who they are and like what PlayStation would want to do with them. But then also when we talk about Metal Gear Solid Remake, you can't make a Metal Gear Solid 1 remake without integrally changing that game into something different. Hey, bless. You're not going to make that game the top-down game that it was on PS1. Bless. Can you tell me who made the MGS remasters that were really, really good on PS3 and 360? Blue Point, but, but was MGS1... <laughs> wait, was MGS1 a part of that? I don't know. No, it wasn't. No, MGS1 it was not. They have the story of the series. Yeah. But... but but you, I think you, they just change it, and then people are like, "Oh no, twin sticks." It wouldn't, yeah, wouldn't, wouldn't it be like? Uh, I guess they didn't change as much for Shadow of the Colossus, though, right? But like, you the things they did change or add or you know expand for Shadow of the Colossus, everybody's like, "Those were good," and it is in line with it. Like, you could rethink that. Like again, Twin Snakes doesn't get enough credit for being fun. 
and Straight having up. ideas. I Twin think Snakes is good, but I think Twin Snakes is way too close to MGS1. We're now sure. like 20 plus years away from it. Now everyone's going to be like, okay, they changed it, fine. But yeah, exactly. The thing that's about Shadow Colossus was pretty much one for one with that game on PS2, aside from the art and visuals. And like, I mean, that's why a lot of people's big complaint with Shadow Colossus remake was that it controlled too similarly to the PS PS2 game, with a lot, which a lot of people have problems with. I think if you're gonna remake MGS1, it wouldn't be a typical Blue Point remake where it is we're gonna keep the soul, we're gonna keep the controls, we're gonna keep the gameplay of the original game, but change everything yeah. else in terms of in terms of art and assets and visuals. For MGS1, you gotta like go from the ground up if you're going to remake that game i think they absolutely changed things but i think the the key to avoiding a backlash is going to be like the words overseen by hideo kojima like i don't know kojima just like calling in like once a week be like hey you guys still in business cool then like leaving like i think that's how it happens is and they throw those words on there and i 100 percent agree with you is i think and i think that's the best bet and i think that is exactly how sony would do it because they know what a success that would be Mm-hmm. of being able to be like hey we've you know t- we got we've licensed it from konami we're we're taking care of it we're giving it to blue point and we've been able to bring uh you know kojima productions uh, hideo kojima over to yeah check in and in him this is very clearly their vision of my game but i get to approve and i get to be a part of it yeah, yeah. and that'd be enough that everybody be like yeah. great let's go i think i think that would be awesome and i'm 100 with you i would even i would way prefer that game than even a star wars game I do think that is still a new game, though. Like, it's the argument of a Star Wars game from Bluepoint would be a new game for them, and we don't know why they would make that shift when they do remix so so well already. A Metal Gear Solid from Bluepoint, I still feel like, would be a new game, right? Like, it would be a It'd game be inspired by... It would be more Final Fantasy VII remake then. It would, mm, yeah, mm, exactly. That's, that's, that's what I'm saying, yeah. I think it would still be... It would be... It would turn a difference between, like, a... a blue point style remake that they've done before and a f7 i think it would be more along the lines it would be further along the lines of the demon soul like shadow classes demon souls thing they've been doing already except this time they actually put some design work into it not like whole new game design work but some design work quick question that i can't find the answer to googling if you guys remember was shadow of colossus remake 40 dollars or was it 50 or 60 it was below full price i, I remember it was like being 40 dollars yeah, yeah. It, it was 40 on ps2 because i i can't see them putting out metal gear solid at 40 dollars yeah and but I demons that, was 70 but that's my point is yeah. is I, I i don't think that a remake of metal gear solid can pass for 70 dollars these days that game's just not big enough there's not right. enough going on to be clear, yeah, it was 40 40 redesign some things but like it's not going to be you know it is not f- from the ground up kind of thing it's not a brand new game it is going to be Here's the story of Metal Gear Solid. Here's like the characters you know, but we're redoing the gameplay a decent bit. Interesting. I'm excited. I hope I hope some parts hope of that so. are true. <laughs> Greg, back to you. Second prediction you're locking in. Mm-hmm. It's like, do I want to get the obvious ones off the you know point the table here? Get the points. Or do I want to start swinging for the fences? I guess it's, you know, number two, you got to go with probably the most important, the the most important prediction of the episode. The prediction that you all, and not you guys right here in the the audience, and not you guys on the show with me, the people in the YouTube comments, you know what I mean? The people who want to laugh at this, but time will tell that I'm correct. By the end of the year, Avengers will be seen as a good game. (laughs) <laughs> people will enjoy it there will be a lot of content 
We, we will be playing it. It will be back on track. There will have been a bunch of drops. People, it will be one. It'll be not, it's not, I don't think it's in such a dire situation as No Man's Sky was. So I don't want to say it's that kind of thing. But I think, Imran, I'll let you be the judge when we get there. Mm-hmm. I think that if you put the thermometer, you do a temperature check on it, the temperature check will be like, Avengers pretty good now. I think it's either going to be Avengers, they just completely drop support after Spider Man, or oh, it's yeah. going to be like, this game is good now. Like, it's either amazing, it's pretty- <laughs> not like rush out and get it, but like, you know, this game started like kind of shitty, but it's pretty good now. This is a coin flip of all coin flips, because I will tell you, it's either Avengers pretty good now, or Avengers dead. Like, they pulled the plug, admitted it, it's over, it's done, it's gone. It's Forget about it. Chris on Amex is working on another fucking Tomb Raider. <laughs> or closed. <laughs> oh, Do you think, like, when not. would they have to get started to, like, because right now we don't know when Hawkeye is, much yeah. less Spider-Man, much less Wakanda. Like yeah. push way off on Spider-Man. When do you think they have to really start hitting those notes before, like for the redemption story this year? My again, it's a coin flip. Like because it, I know I I always talk on the shows about oh man, people act like this is a binary decision or whatever. It's black or white. Uh, this is a black and white situation on how, what's happening right now, ladies and gentlemen. We are already in. We're already either in the good place or the bad place. The good place version of this, Imran, is that everything we're talking about, like, what do they have to do to get back to it? We're already on the track. And the reason they're so quiet and the reason you haven't gotten anything is that in the next, I mean, I would have loved to see it by now, obviously. I think it's kind of late. But in the next month, we'll say, but in the next couple weeks, we're going to get the announcement of, hey, the next Avengers War Table is on this day. We will go to that War Table and they will say, hey, Hawkeye is coming out on this date. Hawkeye is coming out alongside the PlayStation 5 Xbox uh, uh, series version. It is also coming with the Wakanda raid. It is also it, uh, it also coming with AIM Secret Lab that Fran played accidentally <laughs> seven months. Or no, not as that. I'm sorry, sorry. Uh, three months ago, four months ago, four months ago, right? Yeah, four months ago. Yeah, four months ago, October, Fran, Fran accidentally played, right? <laughs> it, all of that content we talked about, we have been sitting on because we have been getting the game to actually be playable and good and ping systems and all the all the base level foundation shit that we didn't deliver that we should have at launch is now in the game which means we can now build on that and give you cool shit so you're getting hawkeye you're getting the secret lab you're getting the patch for the next gen version you're getting the wakanda stuff that is this and here's the roadmap for 2021 it will come with bad news it will come with bad news of spider-man has been pushed drastically back spider-man is now a fall second half of the year thing for sure as we have now had to do all this different stuff and we figured out how long it actually takes us to make characters, we're not where we need to be. But here's a roadmap with tent poles that show you we've taken all your feedback from it. We've put it into this game. We are committed to this game. Again, that's the good place. The bad place is we can a month from now, there's still no war table and that game is fucking dead. And, and like <laughs> it is that they just, where is all this shit? Nobody fucking knows. But I don't see that happening. My next one is a weird one. But I'm going to put some rules to make it a little more fair for myself. We're going to talk Smash Brothers characters, okay? There are three more characters to be revealed. My prediction is all three will be released in 2021. Despite delays and despite any of that, all three will be 2021. And I'm going to say six characters right now. And my prediction is that the three will be three of those six. And I'm putting the asterisk that I only get points if all three of them are of the six that I name. Is that fair? Oh, wow. That is fair. That's fair. You're so a crazy kinda, person, but I like making, it. It's making it a little easier for me up front, but it's double or nothing. And those six are Sora, 
Ryu Hayabasa from Ninja Gaiden. Crash Bandicoot. The dude from Doom. Doom Gaia. Captain Toad. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. Wow. Uh, and, and he can't jump, so that'd be some re- weird, interesting gameplay mechanics. I bet you that Sakurai has at least thought about Captain Toad and being like, that could be interesting because he's so different than everyone else because he can't jump. And he, the moment he figures out, if he can come up with a fun gameplay mechanic, Captain Toad's in for sure. Mm-hmm. If he can't, he won't. And the last one is Rayman. Hmm. Rayman. I know, I know Rayman. It's I a more Western. We've now seen Western games. They can make it in. So Bethesda, Yubi, getting some love. I think that would make a lot of sense. So those are my six. Ryu, Doom Guy, Rayman, Sora, Crash Bandicoot, Captain Toad. I need three of them to be confirmed for me to get a point. Fair. And I respect choices. it. I can I respect that. that. I think you get two. I don't think you get three. Who is he going to get, Bless? The You'll get Ryu from Ninja Gaiden. And then the other one's a toss-up. I have no idea which of those other ones. <laughs> but it'll be one of them. It'll be one of them. I don't think you'll get Sora, even though I would love Sora. I think Sephiroth makes Sora less likely, but at the same time, it somehow makes it more likely. <laughs> I, that's, that's true. And I don't know why, but that, that is true. That is exactly what it feels like. Uh, and then I'll say you'll get Doom Guy, maybe. <laughs> yeah, where is Blessing? Doom Guy? What's your next one? Hey, real quick, too. Sorry, Porty's acting a fool. I'm going to pill him, but I can still hear you. Cool. Oh, should I go hard on the second one? I went hard on the first one. Always go hard. Let's go hard. Yeah. Uh, GTA 5 is finally not consistently in the top 10 game sales, which means that it's finally time. It It is, but it's not. Like, yeah. uh, Take-Two stopped reporting digital sales. So it's still there. Oh. It's just, well, okay. So it's still killing it. Either way, it's time. Uh, GTA 6 is announced this year. We get a tone piece establishing a sunny scenic setting that highly resembles vice city we're introduced to a grittier version though what was once a colorful lively city is now plagued with violent neighborhoods class disparity and your main character is at the center of it all as the trailer closes we get a transition effect it's a similar effect to the zoom out from gta 5 when you're switching between characters however this time the zoom out depicts the entire country we zoom back in on the west coast where a nameless character in los santos says the phrase quote we're in this job together and this time it's worldwide end quote gta 6 batman gta 6 is vice city but gta gta online is an expanded version of online where rockstar adds in new cities and locations over years and years with a 10-year plan uh gta online will be released separately from gta 6 your prediction is almost word for word a prediction. Well, I, you got a little more specific than I did, but a, the prediction I made last year, which mm-hmm. was GTA 6 will be announced this year. It'll have single player, which will be set in Vice City, but eventually it'll turn into World of GTA, adding whole hey, new areas that, to travel between. Maybe, yeah, you might have, you might have sold that. It's all good. Back. It's all good because mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, I, I think it's crazy. You're locking that one in. So now I just get to yeah. say this. I was going to lock one in that we get a trailer and it says G. T A, we get the V I for six, mm. but then you also get a C E C I T Y, baby. Let's go. So between me and you, I think we have a really dope trailer. Now we just have to see if they actually make this a, a game. It's time because like GTA Five came out in 2013, 
Red Dead came out in 2018. That's a five year five year gap right there. If we're going by that, that means GTA 6 is probably 2023. 2021 seems like a great year to reveal that game. And so you keep saying it's time, but I feel like <laughs> no, it's not like GTA is still selling super well. They they literally haven't launched five yet. Five is coming later this year on PS5. What do you guys say about that smart guy? I would they be make double the money. I would not be shocked if we never even see a GTA six at this point. Like I like we had the conversation about Steam recently, and it's like I do think we're gonna get a GTA six, but like if it never happened, I'd look at that and be like, all right, they found their money. And like, why would they just keep making games even if they're gonna sell? They already have something that sells for like less yeah. work and less money and investments. But my my thing is I think if they expand on what they have with GTA online, they could they could they could get those numbers back up because I know those numbers are still currently up. But GTA Online, when you go back to it, it just feels so archaic in so mm-hmm. many ways. Like the matchmaking and loading still kind of sucks. the The game doesn't feel as brand new anymore. There's so much in it that feels like a game that was developed for PS3 and Xbox 360 because it was a game that was developed for PS3 and Xbox 360. A lot of stuff can be updated in a way that gets a lot of people who have probably lapsed by now back in and makes that thing the the most popular popular thing since sliced bread sliced wow. bread very popular imran what's your next one let's see i'm gonna i'm gonna actually re-up one with some other details i did last year because i was wrong about 2020 but i do think it will be true in 2021 i think that we will get a switch pro this year whatever they call it uh, maybe like new switch whatever i think and I'm, this is where i start adding more details in like guesses i think it has a version of dlss nvidia's mm. like upscaling technology i think it's where we're going to get like a lot of how switch pro is going to keep up with modern games and i do think that it launches with breath of the wild too i think all those are very very fair assessments yeah this one might be one we wait till the end of the year to find out on but i think it's going to happen this year i'm going to use one of my lock in ones to give my version of yours which is, I do think we're going to get the next Switch this year. Uh, I'm not going to say it's necessarily tied to Breath of the Wild. I'll let you keep that part. But what I will say to add on to it is that the Switch will be the highest selling family of consoles in 2021. And yeah. that the we will get the next Switch, and it might be the Pro, but I think that the, it's going to function more as an actual next Switch than just a Pro. I don't necessarily think it's it will be 100% backwards compatible and they're not going to get rid of the install base that they recently gained from Animal Crossing uh, in that mainstream kind of vibe. They're going to want all the games to be able to be playable going forward. But I can see this being more of a Xbox type ecosystem for Nintendo. But I do think that it'll be a sizable, in, a noticeable increase, a almost next gen type increase for Switch. Like, I, I kind of agree with you there. I think it'll be like an iPad sort of thing of, oh, this is just the next iPad. It still plays all the old stuff the old iPad does. But as time goes on, eventually the old iPad is not going to play everything. Totally. Yeah. And I think that's kind of like, they're not going to call it Switch 2. It'll just become like Switch. And at some point, that the old one gets cheaper and this one goes to 300. Or also yeah. gets cheaper, I guess. Greg Miller. Hi, how are you? You know what I mean? Because I have it on here. <laughs> I know what Throw you mean. Throw it out. I know what you mean. It's, it's a boring one, one, but it's just fun to fly in the face of you guys. I say no Switch Pro this year. Mm. Oh. I say no, no, no Switch Pro. Don't worry about it. You know, that's not happening. 
Don't worry your pretty little head. Just enjoy Breath of the Wild 2 or whatever on your normal ass <laughs> Switch. No new Switch Pro. No Switch Pro. Okay. Off of that, I also have a prediction that involves the Switch Pro, um, but it's more focused on Zelda because this year's this year is Zelda's 35th anniversary, uh, and I think they're going to go harder than they went for Mario during his anniversary. So that's going to start with ports and remasters of Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, Wind Waker, Twilight Princess, and Skyward Sword. Uh, we're going to get a limited edition of a Zelda Switch along with new Zelda apparel. Uh, they're going to get a Zelda Nintendo Switch Online Battle Royale similar to Mario 35. And then finally, uh, we'll get an announcement of Breath of the Wild 2's release date, which is going to be spring 2022. And that's going to be the same time where the Switch Pro comes out. Hmm. A lot Take of that's believable, similar. but it's too much, I think. <laughs> You're gonna get it points. Is. It is. I'm <laughs> dreaming. I'm dre- I'm dreaming in this, but I I feel it with so many details because there is stuff in there I believe in. Are we gonna get the remasters and ports? Probably not. But I do think they will do some sort of thing to celebrate Zelda. And I think Switch Pro and Breath of the Wild Two are both spring next year. Imran. <laughs> um. Let's see. I'm thinking Microsoft makes a major Japanese acquisition in the vein of these are not necessarily examples of what they think I will or what I think they will do, but in the vein of Koei Tecmo or Platinum Games. I know, Tim, you were you were hot on the idea of Sega last Sega, night. Sega, I was. I thought you were crazy, and I still think you're crazy. But I it's do gonna think happen. I do think Koei Tecmo makes a like the only reason I could see them maybe backing off that is that a lot of their best stuff. Their best work comes from working on other licenses, like Fire Emblem, the Licensed Warriors games, the you know, uh, Dragon Quest Builders. Like, but I do think if Microsoft were coming to Japan with the wall, their wallet open, being like, "Who should we look at?" I think Koei Tecmo is a good example. But I do think they are going to make a major Japanese acquisition this year. Greg, hi, how are you? Good. Having a good time with this. I want you to know you're doing really well. Thank you. There's one that I know Greg has that I also have, and I'm very nervous he's going to say it because that means I can't probably say it. No Last of Us Part Two factions this year. Hmm. Oh, this year? Yeah. yeah. Damn, I thought that was going to be the one Blessing was talking about. No, it's sure. not the one. It's close to the Shit, one. Uh, but no, it's, no, here's yeah. the thing. Here's the thing. That's, that's a fine prediction. But, like, real talk, does Last of Us factions happen? Ever? Yeah. Don't depress me. I'm having a good uh, thir- Tuesday. What's it today? I'm, I'm having a good Tuesday. I think Factions works as a good palate cleanser for Naughty Dog. Like it lets them work on a smaller thing while they're churning ideas for the next game. I think I think you get Factions. I think they've worked long enough on that. They've done enough. Not subtle. I mean, they've made you know oh, we're working on something. like I think they've done enough with it that they'd want to do it. And I and I, I it's I feel honestly saying no last of those factions is one of my weakest for this year. I, it's just something you know to put out there to you know to tantalize you know what I mean to scintillate, uh, but it's not one I fully believe in because I do think there's a great chance they could put it out this way. And I think you put out a a PSN version or not a version you put out a PSN Last of Us factions. People are excited. You know it's something for Naughty Dog to do this year before they fully yeah move on to the next thing that you assume is in pre production or at least spun up probably now. Hmm. Uh, for my next one in oh, line no, fucking blessings one is. <laughs> Oh, oh! I feel like I'm next. Am I not next in line? I've like lost count now. No, no, Tim goes next. Yeah, it goes great. Your turn. Gotcha. 
Uh, so in line with a lot of Imran stuff about the mergers and acquisitions, I think that we are just seeing a taste of the beginning of a much, much con more consolidated gaming future. I think what's happening on the streaming war side of entertainment of, you know, all the different production companies in Hollywood and the, whether it's TV or movies kind of consolidating to fit in line of either the Peacocks or Paramount plus or HBO max, Disney plus all that stuff. We're going to start seeing that a lot more on the game side. And it's going to continue, uh, not just in, in form of things like Game Pass, but also just in terms of portfolios of uh, titles like PlayStation has. But I think that if I had to predict one, it won't be Sega. I do think at some point PlayStation or Microsoft are going to get Sega. But for this year, I'm going to say Microsoft will acquire Deep Silver. Because those oh. games very much feel like Game Pass games. And that it will just kind of pad out their library with just like, hey, man, here's just a bunch of content. <laughs> like, here's just a bunch of games to play on Game Pass. So you think, like, they'll buy them from THQ Nordic? Mm-hmm. Mm. I, could, I could see Microsoft. If anyone could make the argument, it would be Microsoft. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see it. It's a bold no. prediction. I like I it. They, I, they I, will yeah. more than likely make a Game Pass deal with them more than they would acquire them. But, yeah. I was going to say THQ Nordic just as a whole, but I just don't think that that's... Oh my god, no way. No, no way. Yeah. The Embracer group? You think they're going to let them go? No way. There's 14,000 games that are currently in development. I'm going Deep Silver. My, I don't. It's Microsoft. I wouldn't even want to do that. It's like, y'all have too many games. We're not managing any of this. <laughs> do your thing. We're not touching y'all. Imran, do you, I know you got to go. Uh, do you want to give your last two predictions now? Yeah, sure. I think Square will release something like a playable FF7 Remake 2 demo, like they did with Kingdom Hearts 3, with that Aqua demo. But instead of like, it'll, no, it won't be a demo of the game, it'll be a thing that starts Zack. Be like, here's a little oh, bit yeah, of like... Let's go. Oh, yeah. do you think that's what the After Crisis is or whatever? I don't know. That would kind of make some sense. Oh, I, I but like I think that. they would they'll probably attach it to a pre-order of another game. Hmm. Do you yeah, think I, that that other game would be Final Fantasy VII Remake on next gen and xbox no i think that's too soon i bet that what they're doing for that is like they were talking about a tifa episode that never actually tifa chapter that never made it into the final game i bet that makes it into that version Ooh, okay. oh man okay. a reason to play ff7 i dig it <laughs> uh, let me look at it the, okay i'll read this one i think spider-man 2 gets teased at the end of this year like the god of war god of war ragnarok style so. thing of like Hey, there's just a logo. Here's a Spider-Man music. Then a little, like a little web flip, and then like that's it. That's, <laughs> that's gonna, it. That's all you're gonna hear for it. And y'all motherfuckers gonna be happy. <laughs> yeah. That, I think. Yeah. I think. When I had first heard about the Spider-Man sequel, what was described to me was a little bit like Miles Morales. Was not, what was not entirely what Miles Morales was. So I bet that sequel is not as far away as we think it is. Hopefully, I'm speculating completely here, but I, hopefully, it's going to be a thing that might come in like. Within the next two years. Oh, yes. I mean, I'll one up you. You get it, but it's not just a thwip and a logo going away, right? It's the black suit. Mm, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, like it's that's what you get. If anything, you you know, just a quick thing of him. Kind of, I guess similar to how they did Miles Morales, right? Where they showed him blowing the thing up in slow motion. It's maybe a bunch of dudes getting webbed, and we're just excited that it's Spider Man. But then, boom, he lands after beating the shit, and he really beats the shit out of lands and right, and he's in, in the black suit. <laughs> I also bet that a, a new game has both characters that you, you can switch off between them. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. I love that. What a good future we have. I can't wait for that game. <laughs> all right. I got to dip, right. but all right. I'll when I dip, you Goodbye, dip, we dip. I am, Ron. 
Uh, so then, Greg, is that is that was that your fifth, or was are you just adding on to? I was just out adding on. I don't think that's what's going to happen. I don't think you have okay, to worry cool. about that. So then, no, what no. is your what's your next one? I definitely got skipped. By the way, go for it. I got, like, multiple ones. Oh, here come the fucking excuses. I got multiple ones because I was ready to go after Greg uh, because Greg talked about his Naughty Dog prediction. I got a prediction that relates. Uh, Sony San Diego Studio. Sony's new San Diego studio, let me clarify, will be unveiled this year. Uh, they are working on a new Uncharted game. It'll be either Uncharted Lost Legacy 2 or some sort of spinoff slash reboot of the franchise. This is a this is a prediction I believe Greg made last year. I'm stealing it. It's mine now. It's fine. Take it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I left it there. Obviously, you know, there's a lot of rumors about Sony San Diego. We've had a lot of good conversations on PS I Love UXOXO about it and what it actually is working on over there. Do you think it... So... You, you, so I'm sorry. So you're saying Lost Legacy Part Two or just some other spinoff, right? Yeah, some sort of Uncharted, uh, Uncharted game. I I'm saying Uncharted Lost Legacy Two because I kind of want Uncharted Lost Legacy Two, and I think that's something that you can work on and put out that won't get you as judged as like a mainline or brand new Uncharted experience. Yeah. I feel like you kind of use that as a testing bed to see, okay, how do people feel about this? All right, people are blown away by it. Cool. Now let's make Uncharted colon solely story or Uncharted Five Nate's daughter spoilers or something like that. Um, I think that would be the move for them. And I think for how long there have been rumors about that studio, I think this, and, and especially rumors that it seemed to be now turning into things that we can identify and confirm as, all right, this is the thing that's definitely happening. More I think this fire's got to be there. Yeah. And I, I think they want to probably unveil that sooner than later so that they can control and capitalize on that message as opposed to people talking about it over the course of however long and having that be just an open thing that people know about and so i think that's unveiled by the end of this year man i hope whatever sony san diego is working on is unveiled by the end of this year i still think i am with you that if it's uncharted i think it's going to be just a brand making new uncharted i don't think i do not think it'd be lost legacy 2 i think mm-hmm. you'd uh, go off and i think they're done with that i think especially because naughty dog would feel ownership over that that's the thing where i think you're maybe you're doing i could see it that you're doing an Uncharted that is a brand new character and then you have Chloe as like the Sully figure. You know what I mean? That she's the, the and not, she's not even that much of the game, but she's the touchstone between the worlds. Yeah, Tim. I just got chills. Right. That's, fuck, that's fucking awesome. I, I want more Uncharted and I think that what you guys are saying is exactly what we need from it where it's like, get it as far away from Naughty Dog as possible when it comes to like the core character story of like, Get away from as many comparisons as possible. Let it be its own yeah. thing. Have a new cast of characters, but still have that pulpy vibe and everything that makes Uncharted good and have it be made by people that understand what makes Uncharted good. And obviously, we don't know much about this team, but I think that there's a, a reason that Sony is building them up and Sony understands what their uh, catalog looks like. And I think that having Uncharted there, you ne- especially now that PlayStation Studios is a thing and it has its intro with the different characters so good. and stuff. You need to represent those characters. You know, it's like you need to not let people lose their attachment to these things. And I think that characters can also just be games and titles or whatever. And I think Uncharted is one of those ones, especially with the movie coming out. Yeah. And I think like with that, you can you can still keep the power of Uncharted as the franchise because Sony obviously wants to keep doing that because or theoretically they would want to keep doing that because it is such a powerhouse for them. But you can add a new character to that roster of like last year we got like Miles Morales and Jin Sakai and Abby and these folks, right? What does that look like for this year and next year? 
I think you can add a new Uncharted character in that and have it, have it be this ever-growing thing of PlayStation Studios is ever-evolving and it's turning into this not cinematic universe in the way that things connect, but cinematic universe in the way that we all know what this is. We all know this is PlayStation and that has an identity. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. Absolutely. I hope it does. I really, 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 really do. I think that'd be cool. And I think it'd be a great way to keep the make Uncharted a brand and keep it going. But I also wonder if you know, we talked about this, I know to death on PS, I love you, but if uh, Sony San Diego is working on something not Uncharted, but another PlayStation IP, but I would assume it's Uncharted. Yeah. I mean, my thing there is I think that new IP is always great. Not always, but it's a great idea. Like as we want new IP, right? We want to give new IP a chance and all this stuff. Uh, but you also need to kind of support established things because they're established for a reason. And I'm interested looking at Sony's different developers. And earlier, Imran was talking about, like, at what point, why do people look at Bluepoint and say, oh, you're going to eventually be able to make a new game that's your own when yeah, you still yeah. get it remakes? It's kind of like when we look at Gorilla, it's like they did Killzone until they did Horizon. And I feel like we it might be the more established groups that are getting the, the chance to go out there and make new IP. I think it's more likely that Naughty Dog gets to make a new IP after Uncharted 4 and Last of Us 2 than Sony's San Diego, not Sony San Diego, the new San Diego uh, studio yeah. being able to do a new IP, right? Sure. Especially after, like, with Day- Days Gone's an interesting one, you know, because, like, it sold well, but it didn't sell on the level of, like, these established things that's to be expected from new IP, but compared yeah. even to Horizon right like it's it didn't hit those levels sure it didn't it wasn't a breakout success like that that's what obviously you wanted sony bend wanted their moment like gorilla had their moment after working on a bunch of great games i mean again the siphon filter franchise but i mean especially coming off of the two psp games and then getting to do uncharted golden abyss which i think was good and bad for them because i think that siphon filter psp games were so good and underrated and underplayed because of course PSP, but then to move over and do Uncharted Golden Abyss and immediately have it be the clap back of like, it's good, but it's not Naughty Dog good. It's not a Naughty Dog Uncharted game, which of course I think is a chilling effect for whatever San Diego is doing if they are doing an Uncharted one. But if you didn't do Nate, different ball of wax, right? Again, if we're talking about characters I'd love to see happen in uh, the San Diego Uncharted game, I would say Madison Page, of course, uh, uh, Damn, I, after nailing the character name from Golden Abyss, I can't remember the actress. She's uh, Christine Lakin. Christine mm-hmm. Lakin was Madison Page in that, and I'd love to see her get a crack at being that, that uh, uh, adventurer, you know, have her be in that pulp adventure, have her be the star of San Diego, and have that be the tie in roots, right? See a little bit of crossover here and there. But yeah, I, I think, you know, Sony Bend is in the exact same position of, yeah, what do you do with that? And where do you go with that? And Days Gone, yeah, they wanted it to be it. And, you know, Days Gone is this weird thing where, the critics didn't love it. I would say, like you're saying, it wasn't this major hit, but the people who did get into it from PlayStation really do love that game. Yeah, that's my thing with, with Ben and Days Gone is we've had conversations before about are we going to see Days Gone 2 and all this stuff. And I've always been doubtful because my thing is always like, I don't know if I... I like, is there a purpose of Days Gone 2 in the way that Ghost of Shima 2, everybody wants Horizon Zero Dawn, everyone wants to see Horizon Forbidden West. Days Gone doesn't feel like it has that staying power, but to what we kind of talk about in terms of what Ben studio probably wanted from days gone like for for it not living up necessarily to being the breakout success comparative to horizon or even ghost of shima like still yeah. a good game that a lot of people enjoy and as sony you got to look at your studios and probably be like all right not everybody can 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 uh deliver a horizon 
right? Like not everybody's going to be able to deliver a uh, a ghost or a last of us every single time because these are our biggest these are our biggest franchises. These are some of the biggest breakout single player franchises available in the industry right now. We can't expect that certain level of great of great. And I feel like I'm like shitting on Ben, and I don't mean to do that. We can't no. expect that every single time from every single studio. And for what Ben did coming out of doing games like Uncharted: Golden Abyss and coming through and making their own IP and and delivering their own game, they did a very good job. You know, and, and I don't I don't think that's a, I don't. But I don't, you, I wonder sorry. what their own like view of themselves are uh, with with that. You know, it's not even what the view of themselves are. It's what the PlayStation's view of it is. Right. Because, again, I'm I'm talking here very specifically to the audience that loves Days Gone because I know you're out there and I know whenever we come up, it's like, oh, you didn't give it a chance. or oh, And I, I and I'm not here to bag on Days Gone for what it was. What I would like to point out is that. The people, and not all of them, because of course, a uh, friend of the show, Eric Jensen, is still over at Sony Bend. But you know, Jeff Ross, uh, John Garvin, the people who were up front and center for this game left. It, have left, and it's not that they it, there's no they left in this giant thing. Blah, blah blah. They actually had been gone for a while before they announced. Hey, by the way, we left. You know, yada yada, and they left and had their own reasonings for why. But you look at that, and John Garvin was there forever. And so, like, for them to go, was it, hey, we've been here forever and we've made a lot of stuff and it's time for us to go chase our own dreams? Or was it that Days Gone didn't hit and PlayStation wasn't happy with that and they were like, fuck you, and there was more of a thing, a push and pull there between, or was it that we really want to do Days Gone 2 or we really want to do whatever else? And they were like, listen, you can't do that because you didn't prove it here. Or And I'm, this is all, by the way, just speculation. It could totally have been that both uh, Jeff and John were like, you know what? Like, no, nah, I'm, I'm good. Like, it's time to, it's time for a different thing. It's time for a different project. It's time for something else to chase. But I think it's interesting that, you know, there is this uh, chasm between what reviewers thought of it and what the hardcore days gone people thought of it. And then to see the people who were really at the forefront of it, again, not to take away from our friend Derek Jensen, who's also at the forefront of it, and the talented team at Ben who worked on it, you know, hundreds of people working on this game. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see what they do next and where that goes. Yeah. So moving on to more predictions here. Sure, sure, sure. Bless. Try to count. How many have you done? I have done one, two, three, four. I've done four. Okay. I'm on my, like my, I'm on one more, Greg. I've done four myself. Yeah. I have one more left in the, in the thing here. Okay, cool. Do you want to do that then? Sure. And again, do I swing for the fences and get hype? Or last one. So the last one, you got to do it. Keep it spicy. Oh, you want a spicy one? Mm-hmm. Get spicy. Halo Infinite is delayed until 2022. Wow. I put that one as well. Wow. I, hope, I fucking hope it is because that's the worst part of my fantasy draft. Looking back, now that I actually understand <laughs> the counter pick, I'm like, why did I do that? That was stupid. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I, I my gut tells me it's 2022. You think so? With all the director shifting, with all or you know not director, but you know I didn't mean the, the, the thing, leads, all the leads. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, and you know, especially with the feedback, and you, we, we can only say it so many times, but hey, Xbox can't fuck this Halo up. Yep, they yep, just yep, yep, fucking yep. can't. Or they can, and, and Halo is just what it is from here on out, and that's kind of unfortunate. But I think that's part of a bigger conversation of what Xbox's offering looks like. But uh, I, yeah, I think twenty twenty two is uh, not a sure thing, but it's a safe. It's it's it, exactly. I don't think it's a sure thing, but I think with the writing on the wall already that we've seen, 
it is a calculated bet because you can eat, it's what we said they know they can't fuck this up and so if they get close to it and they're like this we still need more time no one's going to force them to push this game out they're going to be like take your time what yeah. does what does this year and next year for xbox look like then especially this year that's a big question it's like medium. that's no the medium <laughs> and then i'm sure they have things announced i'm not thinking of but there's not really any big grounded game comes out, out of early access and i don't really expect i don't i don't really expect them to come out and announce a game to come out this year like later in the year either hellblade that's not going to be 2020. But even that, yeah, we've there's a, the, the debate of if you actually think it'll come out this year. I don't yeah, see. I, I think Hellblade you know, is less likely to come out this year than Halo. Interesting. This morning, I was talking to Gia. She was asking me like, "What am I doing today?" And I was like, "Oh, we're doing our Gamescast predictions." Uh, and she's like, "Like, oh, do you have anything like spicy for them?" And I was just like, hey, "The weird thing is, like, this is the first year ever that like we are there." She is making her guest appearance. What um, up, Gia? But uh, this is the the. the such a weird year for predictions where even last year it was uh it was covid free but we didn't know about this shit so we could predict against an e3 and against sure, sure. nintendo directs and you know like these things that kind of have some level of understanding to our minds but uh here it's like there is nothing this is the first time it's like cool next gen's out so there's not really predictions about pricing and boxes and skews and all that lineups it's just kind of like well, shit, we don't even know if there's going to be places to announce games. And if there are showcases at any moment, it could just pop up on Twitter that a game's announced, you know? Yeah. So it's a little harder to, to make the prediction. So, like, what's Xbox doing in 2021? We don't fucking know. But next week, they can come out with something and announce a whole bunch of shit. And then it's very clear. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at an article right now that's from Tech Radar. That was written by Henry St. Leaguer that says two secret Xbox Series X exclusive games are coming in 2021, rumors suggest which cool maybe maybe that's true like maybe that happens i so when i look at their studios right like it seems like we could we could probably nail down what most if not maybe all the xbox game studios are working on because we're looking at the bethesda lineup right but bethesda bethesda is doing uh starfield and elder scrolls 6 neither neither of those are coming this year right yeah starfield isn't coming this year i assume starfield isn't coming this year mm-hmm. then you got machine games working on indiana jones that seems like a far out thing you got uh it's software who just put out doom eternal that they're not putting out anything this year you got arcane which is putting out death loop on playstation you got uh the um uh, tango gameworks that's putting out ghostwire tokyo on playstation then you go to the actual proper uh xbox studios and it's like cool halo is is this year our prediction is that it, it, it gets delayed we'll see how that how that goes um you got uh uh fable that's not this year hellblade i don't think that's this year of, uh, yeah, it could it, it could be I be. doubt. I like have heavy doubts about Hellblade coming out this year. You know what? It's coming this year. Fuck you think y'all. so? That's not, that's not one of my like locked in predictions, but it is coming. Add it. That make it like a half point, man. Do it. I mean, I, I'm down. I'm down. Do I'm saying I have one that I want to actually commit to. Okay. Uh, and then you look at Everwild, and you look, you go through the list, and it's like, cool. These games. It seems like your studios are busy and spoken for in a way that I can't. I can't. I don't know who I could see out of these folks, especially the ones I just mentioned. Right, putting out a game this year. Unless you do partnerships and stuff, which is very, very possible because that happens all the time. I mean, the medium, right? Bloober team's not owned by yeah. Don't by Microsoft. So, yeah, exclusives can be not I, There's from an article Fox from... <clears throat> Jesus. There's an article uh, from January 15th, Will Tuttle put up over on news.xbox.com that is, here are the games coming exclusively to Xbox in 2021. So I'll just read through them if you want. Uh, Adios, 
the artful escape the ascent the big con crossfire x dead static drive echo generation uh exo mecha exo one <laughs> uh the gunk halo infinite the last stop uh lake which i can't fucking wait for little witch in the woods the medium uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator, Psychonauts 2, RPG Time, S- uh, Sable, uh, Scorn, She Dreams Elsewhere, Shredders, Song of Iron, uh, Tunic, 12 Minutes, what up? Uh, Explore, Unexplored 2, The Wayfarer's Legacy, Warhammer 40K, Dark Tide, Way to the Woods, The Wild at Heart, uh, The Yakuza Remastered Collection. Some of those definitely weren't exclusive, but Psychonauts 2 is definitely a good shout out. Because uh, did I stutter idea. when I said here are the games coming exclusive to Xbox in 2021? She didn't. She elsewhere isn't coming exclusive to Xbox. I mean, according to Will Tuttle, who I worked with and is never wrong. Is I mean, you are you counting PC? Or are you trying to say that it's coming to PlayStation? It's coming to. It's at least coming to Switch. I'm like almost positive that She Dreams Elsewhere is coming to Switch. If if you're well, wrong, you wrong. need to eat your little Butterfinger cloud back there. All right. Wow. I'll a lot of if you're an, if you're an audio listener it is not made of butterfingers it is just a thing butterfinger <laughs> game interesting it's, yeah you, uh, she on on studio studio z vert yeah thank you severe thank you very much uh it does say steam pc mac xbox one and game pass uh nintendo switch there you go that list of games like with rare exception does sound like it's Thursday on a kind of funny games daily. We're just naming a bunch. Yeah, of, of course. Of yeah. course. Yeah. You're not there. I mean, there's Random games on there. Games. We're excited about, but like Lake isn't going to be a fucking system seller. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting conversation for sure about what this is all going to look like. Uh, my final prediction here that I'm going to do. I want to get a little bit weird with this one. Uh, but l- last year saw among us and fall guys kind of become these cultural phenomenons in, in terms of social gaming. You know, like there, you guys feel me, right? Like there, there's a category we'd put both of those games in. I'm going to say then 2021, we get three games of that caliber. Not counting Among Us or Fall Guys. I think that there will be three games throughout the year that we look at and talk about at the end of the year the same way we talk about Fall Guys and Among Us last year. Would you put Animal Crossing in that category? No. What, what, makes, that, what makes it different? Nintendo, mm-hmm. the level of uh, Animal Crossing is a weird one where I'd say Anim- Animal Crossing to me is a triple A game. Okay, it is. You're talking about games that are like game, small, but... like indie games that are coming and getting this giant yeah. spotlight. Small games that break out, but because they're social. Yes, I dig it. I hope real like, quick. There's here's... a streaming side to it too that's important. What's up? Sorry, to close the loop on She Dreams Elsewhere, the FAQ says, what platforms will the game be on? When is it coming out? It will be available on PC and Mac via Steam and itch.io, as well as Xbox One and Nintendo Switch. It'll also be premiering on Xbox Game Pass for PC and consoles on day one. So I don't yeah. know if there's an exclusivity thing or it'll just be pushed out for Switch, and maybe that's what they're saying if it's not coming to Switch in 2021. Maybe. But maybe Xbox is just wrong. There's also a couple of other, other of those games that I'll that I'm not sure is Xbox exclusive, but it could be a Game Pass thing. Hey, if you of. think Xbox is lying to you, Take it up with Phil, man. No, I, I think Will Tuttle is lying to me. Damn. Okay. <laughs> Damn, man. We ain't crazy here. Uh, and that's it, right? Yeah. Uh, I still have a fifth one. Okay. Give me, I, I no, never that's it. It's over for Blast. You're so forgettable. It's okay. Um, I have to pick between one. I have one that I think is a hype one. Then I have another one that is very much a, for me, one. I... I'm going to go with the hype one. I'm going to save the for me one for the post show. The hype one is this. 
Hideo Kojima reveals a new project. It's not Silent Hills, but it is weird and creepy. Uh, it's a smaller, episodic release that plays into breaking the fourth wall and making players work together to figure out solutions to a horror puzzle uh, similar to PT. However, it will have an overarching narrative and mystery that will string along an entire series, uh, an entire season of releases. It's not the only game Kojima is working on, but we'll learn more about his other project later. I love that. I love so many elements of it. I think that it's just weird enough that it could be real. The only major hesitation I have is where does that live? Because I don't see episodic titles working in 2021 if they're not tied to a Game Pass type system. I think I think he just puts it on PlayStation. I think Kojima just does whatever the fuck he wants. And so I think if, if Kojima went to PlayStation and was like, hey, I have an idea for an episodic. It's going to be five episodes. Don't think of it as like a telltale or like a don't not episodic thing. Think of it as a Kojima <laughs> episodic thing, right? Like where it is. Uh, he, he doesn't even call it episode one. He calls the first one darkness or whatever he wants to call it. Not like the game, the darkness, but like darkness. his own. Whatever Kojima calls this weird thing. The second one is called light the third one is called shade what like what like it's it's packaged as this weird kojima artistic video game experiment that he wants to do because he, he's because he's kojima and he has the ideas uh and he just puts it on playstation because he's kojima and he, i don't think they're gonna say no to him but what is, what do those releases look like in terms of Basically, price in terms of like are they 40 dollar mm. titles that are coming out no, I see it being either a thirty thirty dollar thing or free, <laughs> like somewhere in that in that range. Of <laughs> free from thirty dollars. I can't. I can't. It depends on. It depends on what they actually are. Because in my head, I think of PT sized experiences. Like he releases five different PTs that are episodic and linking together in some sort of way. Um. If you're going to release five of them, though, you probably pay for them. And so I'm going to say, you know what? I'm going to say $20. I'm going to say $20. I think there's something there. I don't think you're going to get full points, but I think you're going to get some. I'm going for all the part points. I'm going for all the decimals. And with that, anything off that one. This has been the kind of funny games cast. Can I tell you the two that didn't make the cut? The two that didn't no, make the cut for me? You can't, Greg. You can't. Because that's what the post shows for you. Oh. Go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games to get our post show where we'll give the ones that didn't make the cut. Uh, thank you all for watching. Until next time, love you guys. Bye. <laughs>